We are. It's head to head. It's mono a mono. It's 49ers face off. And we've got the one they call Jay Hill against Alex. This is going to be one great episode because we've got a lot of great topics to talk about, Alex. Yes, we do. we got a lot of great topics indeed. We'll see if Jay Hill is ready to go. Uh, I'm, I'm not uh, not banking on it today, Jay. I, I feel like uh, i got complete control of the room right now. I'm like, Jimmy, I'm cool, I'm smooth, and I'm ready to go. It's cool, smooth, and ready to go. Um, it's time for the coin toss. Always time for the coin toss. So, coin Jason, toss. you go ahead and call this one. Tails. Ooh, tails never fails. But it did today. It is tails. It Dang did not it. fail. Dang um, it. So, Jason. Go ahead, big guy. Jason's going to go ahead and defer again. Shocking. Uh, just remember the rules. Make sure you stick to your points. Um, don't go too crazy or I will throw a flag. You can always challenge if somebody contradicts their opinion. But let's have fun, guys. Let's get into these topics. Okay, the first week topic. One, Ooh, okay, Jason's excited. Go. He's slamming things. <laughs> Obvious, the audio is going to suffer for that. Hey, the, the tape, the table has feelings. Just yeah, it does, chill Jason. It okay. does have feelings. Um, let's get into this. And the, one of the biggest topics of conversation all over Twitter and in 49ers land is: Should Kyle Shanahan have pulled his players earlier than he did? And is that the reason that Jason Verrett was injured? Um, I think this is something we need to get into. So, Alex, should Kyle Shanahan have pulled his players earlier, or should they have played longer, or should they have played the same? Uh, what are your feelings on this? No. They were going to play that drive out, um, and maybe even one more drive, but they were going to for sure play that one drive out, get the ball back into the 49ers' hands, and see what happens. And unfortunately, what happened with Fred happens. You don't pull starters at the NFL. You don't really don't pull your starters in any situation in, until the game is completely out of reach. Um, we, we saw what happened, right? The minute the starters went out of the game, the, the Lions put up points very, very quickly in a hurry. Things can snowball uh, out of control very quickly. And you don't have the depth right now at the cornerback position with Emmanuel Mosley not being healthy. If Emmanuel Mosley is healthy, right, you can have Emmanuel Mosley out there, you run Demo out there, and you're totally fine. You're A-OK -okay in that situation. You have Dante Johnson, who was on IR less than two weeks ago, who was then on the practice squad and then was activated and brought up. You have Josh Norman, who's not even activated or suited up in this case. And then you have Ombre Thomas back there, who has not looked very good. You're, you're asking a lot. I know this wide, receivers, wide receiving core for the Lions wasn't super stellar or super impressive, but at the end of the game, as soon as the, the guys went out of the game, right, Verrett's not out there, you pulled... Uh, right with pulled Dante Johnson off or you pulled excuse me Demo off and you went Dante Johnson and Ombre Thomas we saw what happened um, it wasn't pretty the Lions wide receiving core was able to get going and get some some action and some activity deep down the middle of the field uh, there's a reason why they're your backups and not your starters you roll with your starters until the game is completely out of the reach and the game wasn't completely out of reach with two minutes to go in the game it was still 41 to, to 17 right accurate okay um Jason Verrett has a history of injuries, right? Jason Verrett was injured long before right, that but, point in but time. Just, he has a history of injuries, though, right? He does have an okay. injury history, correct. And you talked about our our depth at DB. Well, guess what? Our best defensive back is now out for the year. So that, that takes a bigger chunk out of, out of our depth. Now, what we can really, really look at here is strategically taking out some guys. Maybe you take out Bosa. Maybe you take out Ford. And Brett, because they have a history of knee and other injuries. So I'm not saying pull everybody out. You know, leave your boy Armstead in there because he actually played played pretty well. About time you acknowledge. I, I, today he was good. But it, like I said, he also had, had help around him. So he was able more free. Leave leave our linebacking core out there because 
they do a pretty good job, especially in pass coverage. So Fred Warner, you're willing to risk, but not Jason Verrett. It's, it's, it's history of, of injuries. Injuries can happen to any single right, person on any given snap in any people, situation. Yeah, and and we could all drop dead tomorrow, too. Like, ooh, ooh, now he's dead. Kyle so, Shanahan yes. doesn't know who's going to be alive on Tuesday. No you were right. <laughs> That's very true. He does not. But the point is, you, you have to be smart about who, who you rest and, and who you don't, right? Certain guys have no history of injuries, and they're in that case, you can leave them out there. But... Guys who have injury history, especially in week one, like we talked about last week, we want to make sure that they stay healthy. Well, guess what? Now we have a huge question mark at the cornerback position. So we do. And is that Kyle now, Shanahan's fault? Though? The other, the, the other thing is, if if you don't, it, or if you keep your guys out there, keep playing what has worked. Don't 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 drop into a, a prevent. But you can't necessarily do that when you because start pulling all a starters. Does is prevent you from winning, just like like the old line goes. I, I listen. I they didn't need to go to prevent. I I agree with you there. They they shouldn't have. They should have stayed as aggressive as they could. The problem is is that when you roll out there with Ombre Thomas and you're rolling out there but with Dante keep, Johnson in space, keep, if you, you keep can't your D line out there, you can be more so, aggressive. So, so they, don't, they don't, But so if, Bosa if you, and Ford should have stayed on the field then, rotating them in and out. Yes. One of them should have been on the field to at least attract. The de- no, go, no, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 go, no, go ahead. No, I mean, come on. This, no, this is no, ridiculous. No, no, I, I no. have to for this reason, no. Jason. Jason, there's a flag no. on the play. You said, you said, history of injury plays into it. Right. And then you said it was okay to play Bosa and D Ford who have one, a history time. of injury. And they but, no, they have, so hold on. Based on that logic, then. If Verrett, if just Verrett is out there, right, and they don't roll another guy out there, but if he's in there occasionally, it's okay. But no, because he's no. out there as the starter, it's if, not okay. If you keep if uh-huh. you're going to pull out your starting uh-huh. defensive backs, yeah. you, you need to make sure that you have at least some pass rush in there. So whether that's Ford and I Bosa? Never, no, no. Abicom? Yes, I, I, I can never sit in right. Or, or Bosa and him, you, you keep those guys – Rotating in to help out the inexperienced, not so good d- 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 defensive backs that we have. But if you pull out all of them, like you, you, you literally pulled out three of our top or maybe three of our top five d- d- defensive players. I mean, people are saying that 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 oh my god, you know, D'Amico's a did a terrible job. He can do a, 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 a terrible job. I just think. The last eight eight minutes or so of the game, he out taught himself. Do with what it is working, but be smart about how many snaps Brett has, since they don't have a legit receiver that we have to have him out there to cover. Okay, but, but keep the D line out there because, like you said, they're the heart and soul of, of this you know defense. So everything is on them. So if we keep that, so back. Backtracking too. No, I'm not backtracking. Um, no. That definitely can, can we? Up, I haven't go? heard a backtrack yet. I'm, I'm waiting. If I hear a backtrack, I will. I will definitely throw a flag on him. That's fair. But you're you you definitely did contradict yourself. No, Jason. I didn't. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. You can't tell. You can't say. And I'm trying to keep this down the middle. But you can't say that somebody has a history of injury. That's why you need to get them off the field. And then say two guys with a history of injury who just missed not almost the entire 2019 playing, season. Though. But that's just, then. Then why didn't you say Jason Rush just went with the rotation? You said to pull him completely off the field. Him, correct? Yes. But why does it only apply to Jason? For no, 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 no,
Then in 2020, what are you talking about? Because Jason Verrett was on the field for the majority of the for season the and Nick Bosa Niners, yes. and Nick Bosa and D Ford missed the entire So based on history, recent history, your argument doesn't even hold water, my guy. It doesn't who's, even hold water. Who's had, who's had more injuries in the NFL? In the Verrett, but Verrett has also okay. had more time in the NFL. Uh, D Ford sure? potentially because also. D Ford has had a lot of injuries. D Ford as well. D D Ford will be second, but I mean he's had a lot of injuries, but but, but not the the cash But, but, but here's the the, the problem. The, the, the problem kind of is right is if you go based on what you stated, which was history. History would dictate. Well, the recent history is Jason Verrett is healthy. He's finally looking healthy. He's finally playing and feeling healthy. Right. They're also so they're also playing on turf, which. I, listen, but what can as a coaching staff? What so what? It, it, when you play on turf, you just can't play guys who have lower no. leg injury issues. They just. No, nope, that nope, can't do it. Sorry, NFL, but we're but just going to keep you, our star players off, and we're we're going to take this. We're going to take this loss. This is just a big fat L because we can't play our starters, our stars on keep turf fields. Rush. I keep, mean, come on, dude. Rotating. You got to be you got to be consistent on this. I, I have no problem with you w believing that Jason Verrett needs to be off the field, but if you believe that, then you also need to believe that D Ford and Nick Bosa shouldn't have been on the field at all either. My point is, is that. We saw what happened the minute they came off the field. The what's defense the, unraveled very quickly, the, and momentum shifted in okay. the favor of the Detroit Lions. So you can't just remove them from play. You can't just take the guys who are your impact players and take them off the field okay. because you're too worried about okay. them getting hurt. It's the NFL. Everyone is going to get hurt. This is risk. There's risk when you play football. Outside of tight end, outside of tight end, can you name me a position where there's a bigger gap between our best player at that at that middle position? linebacker? All right, there it is. That's done. The drop from next. The drop from Barrett to Emmanuel Mosley is steep. Mosley, it's it's steep. It's Don't get steep. me wrong, it's it's steep. But the the drop from Fred Warner to Al Shire, you're gonna tell me that that drop is not astronomical at this point in time? It's significant. If we lose Fred Warner, I mean, based on your if we lose Fred Warner, if we lose Fred Warner. I mean, the, the defense, in terms of its ability to stop the run and cover anyone else in space, it immediately takes a drastic, it huge does, hit. But like, like huge, huge. In a pass-heavy league, having a number one corner who you can put on an island. I agree with that, but your identity is built on the pass rush. Your identity is built on the pass rush so you can plug and play and find a way to get guys to, to play at a decent enough level. Um, listen, uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm, what I'm not saying... Right. What I'm not saying is that losing Jason Verrett is not that big of a deal. Losing Jason Verrett is a huge deal. It's a huge problem. But to to say that this doesn't this gets prevented, right? Like you 100% prevent this by getting him off the field. You don't know that because no, you what don't know, what but you, what you happened don't... what happened was a plant situation on a comeback route. If he loses plants incorrectly at any other point in the game, that same injury can happen. It's a non-contact injury. It, it's just it's just the nature of the sport. It's the nature of being an athlete. Unfortunately, if your body's not always right, or you do one thing, one slip up, right, one one time or one situation where your body doesn't respond the way it needs to on a plant, a stick, changing direction, anything like that, it can give way and you can tear something. And that that, that 20, isn't at the fault of up, your coach. When you're you up can, by, I'm not blaming Kyle, but but when you're up by by 24 in the fourth, and the team has no legit passing threat. However, you saw what happened the minute these guys were off the field. Because everybody came off, and they went to, everybody comes off, and they go to a, a, a pre-bit. If you're going to pull pull everyone, 
keep up what you you're can't doing. Keep, you can't keep doing what you're doing when you pull Why out not? the starters and pull the bench in. Because they, there's a reason they're the backup players, Jason. They're, they're the backup players because no. they can't execute and, at the level that you want the them to execute. And the worked so well that they scored two touchdowns off it. So yes, they, they scored, I, they scored two touchdowns. I'd rather give up touchdowns by us playing the, uh, the style that, that we play. We're just like, oh my God, the bench guys are in. We're just gonna have to dis. We're when, just gonna agree to disagree on this because Coach I, don't, Alex, I don't see this. When Coach Alex was coaching basketball, and he pulled out his best players, did he? Did you automatically go into a shell, or did you? Did you usually keep the same? Typically, act, uh, you want the honest answer. The typically yeah. went into a shell because you're trying to protect them and isolate them and put okay. them in positions so where they can that, execute and do the things that you want them to do at a somewhat high level. So that way, you don't completely right yeah. open up the floor and give teams an opportunity to expose you in every which way because your backups are on the court. In that case, he's allowed to make his argument. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was very rarely right where I, when I pulled my starters out. It was very rarely where we stayed in our full court press. We came back, went into zone, and kept them in. You know, with, at, with, at the three with, point line. Boys or the girls? Hey, okay. Both. So, both. <laughs> both. Well, let's bring it. Let's bring it back on target. We had a good argument there for um, whether the 49ers should have pulled the players. But we have some other things to get into because there is a lot of people that are kind of down the middle about Jimmy Garoppolo, not just his play, but some of his throws that he made. And one of those is Jimmy's deep pass. Jason, you get to go first. What did you think of Jimmy's deep pass? And are you satisfied with his attempt to go down the field to Debo Samuel? First of all. That was the best that Jimmy has looked probably since the, the New Orleans game, game a couple years ago. Uh, I, I will say that. Ball came out on time. He planted. Boom. It was off. It was catchable. It, not only was it catchable, it was where our guys could catch it and actually run after the catch. It wasn't behind them. It wasn't high. They had to adjust. It's catch and go. And we saw that a couple times on big, big plays by Kittle and by... By Debo. Now, the play that we're talking about, though, it was a great play by our wide receiver. Well, let's put it that way. The he was hit a little bit on the release, so can't say that that that, that it was totally a bad throw. But Debo has head around. He knew he knew the ball was going to be a little short. He adjusted, came back, jumped up, snagged it, and then the Lions' cornerback looked like he should. Be, be playing for the the Lodi Junior Flames. He, he made such a mess of that play. He was absolutely lost. Come know? on, son. <laughs> Come on, he son. Didn't know the ball was. He didn't even make a try to tackle Debo. I mean, it, it it was an overall just a horrible play by the the number three overall pick in last year's Come draft, on. which clearly shows that uh, of the last two number three overall picks. By God, we have the better one. I mean, I don't know how you get that off of one. Go one, ahead. Four snaps in a game, but come on, well, son, are you well, for real? Well, well, he took awful. a he took a little hit, huh? He took a little hit. It was a tiny hit. There wasn't two or three bot faces like right in his face as he's releasing. He's not getting pummeled in his chest cavity I mean, and I, thrown I, into the ground. It's a little hit. That's a little hit. That's how we're describing the shot that Jimmy took on that throw. With pressure in his face, not able to step into the throw. That's what we're going to say. A little hit. All right, cool. All right, so a little hit from him. Um, as as I've as I've said to you before, and, and with Jimmy, right? Jimmy's strength is not thrown outside the numbers. No, it's not. But in that situation, in that case, it's right ball placement. Is the throw pretty? 
No, it's not pretty. I'm not going to argue here and say it was, it was a perfect throw. It wasn't a perfect throw. But the placement was where it was supposed to be. I, where, how else is it supposed to come out? Is it supposed to come out like a tight, perfect spiral with that many guys in his face and taking a shot Never as he's was. trying to throw the downfield? Well, you're making fun of the fact that it was a quack. It was a duck. But I'll, I'll tell you what, the DB, Peyton Manning threw the a lot of ducks in, in his time, too, and a lot of touchdown passes, man. Touchdown passes are touchdown passes. Are you really Tutties are tutties, my guy. Are you really I'm comparing I'm comparing the throw. Stay oh, on that, topic. Please, that's outrageous. Stay on topic that's, here. That's preposterous. I'm talking about the throw itself and the, the, the duck that, nature of that, said throw. That, that Jimmy should, Garoppolo is not be, Peyton Manning. Come on, my on, guy. That should go on Big Come yikes. on, that's son. Oh, yikes. my Lord. Oh, my Big Yikes plug on Facebook. Oh what goodness. are you doing? Don't ever mention Peyton Manning and Jimmy Garoppolo in the same sentence ever again, please. Fine. I'll, for you. Just for you, Jason. That's a, the that's, point, though, that I'm making is that throw is exactly where it needed to be, which was on the back shoulder and behind Debo Samuel because that's all it could be, Jason. That's all it could be because the corner was on top of the route, the vertical, the entirety of the time. trying to jump after it. Because he was on top of the route. He was expecting the ball to go deep. The ball had to come, come back on, short and on the backside. The no, you don't throw no flag on this. I'm no, right said, on this I situation. Said, I'm not wrong. <laughs> we can put the play up. The viewers can go find it right now and, and come out. Goodness. The best part is you can come my watch the goodness. old film, all 22 film breakdown, which we're going to talk about this exact film, and I'm going to sit there and go, Jason C, well, you're I wrong. You're wrong, son. You're wrong. You're completely wrong. You're wrong on this, my guy. Debo no. Samuel did a great job of fighting back for the ball, coming back and making said. a great catch on the inside. Which but I Jimmy said. Garoppolo put the ball in the only place that Debo Samuel was going to be able to catch it, which was back shoulder and behind him. He so, wasn't going to make the catch out in front of him. It wasn't going to happen. So wait, the corner was wait, out wait, in front. Wait, wait. So as he's being just violently assaulted. Mollywopped, yes. You were being being mollywopped, absolutely. He still was able to put the ball 40 yards exactly where he was trying to, or did he get lucky? No, no. He was trying to put the ball behind him in space. Was it exactly where it needed to be? No, because ideally, right, Debo's able to continue moving downfield right. and then at the last minute turn and make the catch. And I've yeah. already stated this. It That's wasn't true. a perfect throw, but was it where it needed to be? Yes. Did Debo Samuel then take that and turn it into something special? Absolutely yes. Did. Is there only a handful of guys in the league who can do this? Yes, Maybe absolutely. Well, that's what I mean. A handful. I mean, 10, 10 wide receivers in a well, league of 32 10. teams. I, 10. Um, 10. 10 would be two hands, just so we know. Also, also true. Like, it, would <laughs> be a handful. it would be a literal handful. The point I'm making is that De Debo made a great catch. Absolutely. Debo took that and made it more it special than it already was. Though. It was not it, it was terrible coverage. He made a terrible adjustment to the ball. Pass. Yes. He made a terrible adjustment to the pass. He, he fell over, for God's sakes. Okay, yes, thank you for clarifying. I agree the corner made a terrible adjustment. There, that's that's fair. I thought you were talking about Debo Samuel. No, because no I, okay. said, I said he did No, he's talking about the DB. Okay, you're talking oh. about the DB. Okay, good. That makes me feel a little bit better. My apologies. That makes me feel a little bit better, Jason. No, but I'm not I, saying anything bad about Jimmy. I'm saying it became a, a great play because the DB played so bad. Yes, the DB played it oh, bad. Debo made a great catch, and Jimmy put the ball in the one spot that he needed to. Stay on topic, my guy, because Jimmy put the ball in the right spot. It wasn't the perfect spot. It wasn't immaculate, but it was the right area to put the ball. The place well, where only Debo Samuel DB was going to make the play. Debo Samuel makes the play. He takes it to the house. It's a tutty. You because take tutties. That's what I'm saying. We take tutties around here. Get out of here. Game. Nonsensical nonsense. You think nonsensical. you look all slick down there with your freaking coat on. Nonsensical. Jesus. It does look slick. It does look all right. What else is slick is the way the 49ers were using a running back room this week. And one guy was a glaring miss, a MIA as far as on the active roster um, and suiting up for this game. And that was Trey Sermon. So, Alex, we want to talk about this. What do you think about Trey Sermon and his inactiveness? And now are you worried about him 
uh, going forward in the season, are you worried about him not being able to get on the field since he was the healthy scratch? No, I'm not worried about him getting on the field, but I, I am worried about the situation overall itself. Being a healthy scratch in the first game of the season in which we thought this guy was going to have a big role in this offense, especially as a power guy, short yardage guy, right, filling in for that Jeff Wilson type role. The fact that you're not putting him out there and you're rolling with just Elijah Mitchell and just Jamichael Hasty, seeing as the amount of injuries we've had in the running back room, right? You would think you would try and insulate yourself depth-wise in case someone goes down or something happens. Something did happen. Luckily, Elijah Mitchell steps up. Jamichael Hasty steps up. But I got questions. Now, I, I, I don't think it's a big issue because I still think that to an extent this may have been just you make a tough decision in your running back room to make sure that your secondary isn't completely depleted going into this game that may have been why he was the healthy scratch in this case and in this scenario but the third round pick a guy that we didn't feel i mean i know i didn't feel he didn't he had a terrible preseason i thought he ran fairly well um i thought this was going to be an opportunity for him to show out and show off the little bit of the vertical run game the fact that he's not on the field at all they go exclusively with elijah mitchell i have questions i would like to get those questions answered but knowing kyle shanahan i'm not going to get any of those questions answered uh, but uh, but yeah i'm definitely concerned <laughs> what, are, what are you snickering about over there now? What are you snickering about? He, yeah, after review, he said, uh, that's why I'm here, to give you those answers uh, that you need. Yeah, I can't wait for this answer. This ought to be a doozy. Let's hear it. So as a big Trace Sherman fan, I'm not worried. Still. Weren't you just talking crap on Ohio State like 20 seconds ago? That's that's this year's Ohio State. Ah, uh, gotcha. Mm, gotcha. Not last year. Well, when, so maybe, it swings with the season. Not last year when, it, when, when, when he said the Big Ten Championship game record. You could also just like him from his time in Oklahoma. No, definitely not. Oklahoma was trash. All right. Wow. Wow. Jason making friends on the show. Big big time. I mean. Pissing off the Sooner fans. Way to go. Boomers. We'll see how they do when they actually get in. I wish my grandfather was still alive. He'd be giving you the business right now. Probably would have. Should be giving you the business. But my my suspicion is that that of those four backs, when they're all healthy, which as right now obviously they're not all healthy, we're going to see one of them probably be be inactive every week. And I, knowing how how Kyle wants to attack certain teams, sometimes he he might prefer to have more of a power back. Sometimes he might want to have guys who are a little smaller and shiftier. The, the the smaller and shiftier guys certainly worked out okay for us this week. Absolutely, I would I would say, and I I don't think that 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 this is a huge thing for Trey. I I think he's a really good player. I was I was telling Ant back in October November of last year. I would love for us to, to draft him because he's that kind of one cut and go guy that fits very well. In Shanahan's system, so I have not really, you know, lost faith. Now I have a question: Do you have him on 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 any of your fantasy league? I do not teams. Okay, I do I, not because because I I've seen people who who did draft him and and, and they're the ones who seem to seem to be just horrified. Right True, now. it's not, that's not me though. That's so not, I, I just luckily wanna, that's not me. Everyone know if you have Trey. Don't cut him yet. It's only week one, guys. Relax. He's going to get plenty of, of, of touches still. I, I disagree with Jason's sentiment. Cut him, please, so I can pick him up. <laughs> that would be that's, great. That's your, your A-plus guy right there, folks. I, I, I try my best. But look, I, I, I disagree that there's not anything to be concerned about. There's definitely something to be concerned about. Um, this is a guy that was a third-round pick. This is a guy that you everyone was saying was 1A, right? 1B to Mostert's 1A. Uh, 1A goes down, and 1B is not even available. 
to be in the game. It, it's week one. I'm aware that it's week one, okay. but you would expect in week one yeah. that your guy that's 1B to be out in the field. If he's And not Elijah he, Mitchell and Jamichael Hansen. If he continues to be a healthy scratch weeks five, six, and seven, then we can revisit well, that, I mean, if he's a healthy scratch in weeks five, six, and seven, you're hitting the, the panic button. But I mean, it'd be really interesting if he was a healthy scratch during the bye week. It would be. It actually would be. That's a good point, Ant. Good point. He, he got both games. of us. He got games both of us there. That's a flag on both seven. of us, Jason. That might be a, a face-off first right games there. Games five, six, and seven, Ant. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate that. I'm glad that he clarified that. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, I'm glad that he clarified it's, that. It's not something to be hyped about. It's, it's surprising. I know in our group text, we were all kind of like, oh, wow, Trey's a healthy scratch. Interesting. But I was I, I was not freaking out. I was not, you know, pulling out the last the pair that, 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 that I have left. Yikes. So I'm glad you said it. <laughs> I figured I had to or else when you would. <laughs> it's very uh it's very true indeed, Jason. I would never stoop that low. Also yeah, that yes you would have and you do. <laughs> I probably would have Dan Campbell kneecapped you. <laughs> Also smart, though. That's, um, that's just smart. But you know what, guys? You guys have had a great conversation all the way through this episode. And now we get to one of the most exciting times, one minute of the drive. So it's time for the drive. Definitely time for the drive. And what's the topic for today? Today's time for the, drive. for the drive is Jason Verrett. Oh, boy. We had a little conversation about this. Oh, no. But now you have one minute to talk about Jason Verrett, the injury, the ramifications of said injury, what the 49ers need to do to secure this corner room. And if you're afraid, one minute is not very much time to get this done. So I'm excited to see how fast this goes. Jason, you won the coin toss originally. Who do you want to go first in the drive? I will get this baby revved up and ready to roll. Oh, oh I like Lord. it. He says, all right, Papa Doc time. I get to go first. <laughs> Um, right. This this time, I'm not gonna gonna take away Alex's his argument. <laughs> As you probably could tell earlier, I am a little concerned about Brett being hurt because, in case you guys aren't aware, there's a lot of really good receivers in the NFC West. I don't need to waste my time with all their names, but just just look at your your fantasy sheet, and you'll see it. Because they all had monster days, but what I'm I'm just so thankful that 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 Jimmy Ward just just gave up or you know freed up up some, some Kaepernick because we've got to do something. I, I I don't think Sherman's the answer as much as I like him. He's not he was not a number one style style, style corner. Neither is Emmanuel Mosley. So I I hope that we we go out and make. Make a trade for somebody soon. Soon, he says, and he goes with soon. And you know what? I'm not willing to go with soon. Uh, and the reason I'm not willing to go with soon is because you already made a move. You went out and brought in Josh Norman. So for me, it's not time to panic right now. It's not time to make a desperate move right now. Right now is the time to test your your, your things out. What The guys that you have here in this room, Diamador Lenore, Josh Norman, and hopefully if Emmanuel Mosley's healthy, um, Emmanuel Mosley. If Emmanuel Mosley is not healthy, then there is maybe a short-term move that needs to be made for this 49ers team and this 49ers defense in the secondary. As of right now, though, I'm not willing to jump on board with that. They definitely need to exhaust all their options. Uh, I would say Richard Sherman is the safety net option. If they don't have anything else, um, do they need to make a trade right now? No. Do they need to make a trade probably in the next three to six weeks? I would say most likely so, and I expect them to make some sort of move at some point. Definitely the Jimmy Ward restructuring helps, Jason. I will agree with you on that, but I don't think they ever thought it was going to be used 
for Jason Verrett. That was some absolutely good arguments all the way through the episode. I was very intrigued. I was very entertained. I enjoyed it. Um, the drive was exciting. I thought both of you made solid points, and both of you um, made legitimate points. And I want to know what everyone thinks of who won this competition. Was it Alex again, or was it Jay Hill? Jay Hill has been building steam recently. Um, so people have jumped on the Jay Hill bandwagon and have decided that um, maybe he is the wave of the future. We don't know if that's the case. Um, but for me, I thought is this he was... the Trey Lance of the show? Uh, maybe. Oh, but for what I thought, this was a great argument nowhere. overall. Ball school guy, elite talent, very mm -hmm. versatile. Totally humble. <laughs> Nothing but humbleness exuding from the pores of Jay Hill. No, that's actually swag. Is it, is it, <laughs> it is hot. It's a little hot here. Yeah. Hot as the Dickens. Yeah, you especially because you brought on the jacket today, you know. Yeah, that was probably... I mean, you're, looking, you're looking fly. It's regular season. I brought, I brought the A game with my words and, and the A game with my attire, so... He, he may have brought the A game, but I brought the A plus game when he got that 49ers cutback merch. They can go over to 49ers cutback shop. Shameless plug. And grit some glorious... Plug. Glorious or, attire. Or like to say, that's the cheap pop there, Nick Foley. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Let's, the cheap not, pop. let's not bring up Foley. It's a good episode. <laughs> no, it's going it's to ruin the episode. The retention rate's going down yeah. as we speak. Let us know what you thought about Stay all of this. Make sure you get your votes in as well, Cutback Crew. Who comes out on top? Was it myself? Was it Jay Hill? Jay Hill makes some good that's points. It's, it might be the ref, too. We have to make that a poll option. Eh? You're doing phenomenal down there in the middle, middle of the screen. Flag on that one. I agree with, with that one, yes. Look, let us know. And then uh, also, just, just give us more topic. If you're enjoying the stuff that we're doing out here, let us know about it. Let us know what else you want to see here on Face Off. There's a lot of great content still coming on the 49ers Cutback channel as well. We've got a daily video just after this that you're not going to want to miss. And over on Big Yikes today, or excuse me, over on Patreon today, Big Yikes. Big yikes you yeah. get Big they Yikes on Patreon today, and there's a lot of good ones. You don't want to miss that. Yeah, Jason. fans embarrass themselves on Twitter all the time. <laughs> oh my. Um, Jason got to enjoy some of Big Yikes when we were recording. Um, it is fantastic. But whether you are here on YouTube or on Patreon or on both, um, there's a lot of great 49ers content to watch, to get involved in. Make sure you comment. Make sure you um, share it. And just enjoy having fun 49ers conversations. That's what it's about. Different perspectives, different opinions, um, getting out there and really enjoying that. And we've been uh, able to do that all throughout last week. Um, we were really excited when we were able to have um, What's Good with Jay in the Bay that came out last Friday. And uh, I'm looking forward to even more stuff, but know your opponent as well. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff coming through. Check it out. Let us know what you think. And uh, it's exciting. It's, it's a good time to be a 49ers fan. We came out with the dub, and we're looking forward to more in the future. Absolutely. Face off, always a good time. Cutback crew, faithful until the next one. Stay safe. Remember the right way. Is always the 49ers way.